okay. I think I'm at a good level. Yeah. You're feeling happy about the. Yeah. Let me just test it. Okay. You got feral hogs. Your hogs are feral. And they're on your property. They'll kill you and your wife. <laughs> uh, can you talk normally into your mic? <laughs> Is, um, would my hog win best hog at a hog eating concert? 100%, yeah. What the fuck? Are you ready to go? Are you prepared? Are you ready? I got mad notes. I think I'm ready as I'll ever be. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. This is officially the start, I guess, Uh, because we don't have anything to start off because... What do you mean? Well, normally, you slip in a vague reference to a film we're talking about, but today we're not talking about one single film, are we? We're talking about... We're talking about a broadcast. Yeah. A special broadcast. And if there is ever a more mediocre broadcast <laughs> to talk about. It would be this one. <laughs> Check it out, baby. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Academy Awards. Um, but we're going to do it a little special. Well, welcome to the low ceiling. Hi. I'm John. And I'm Bree. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We did it we again. We did it. We've only recorded uh, about half a million episodes so far. I was going to do the I'm John because I thought that's what we're doing. Nope. I change it up every time. Oh, fuck. Si- okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Today's episode is twice as special than any other episode. It's going to pop. That's what I'm hoping. It's going to bang, and it's going to jive. My God, not all three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, you don't even know. Um, Yeah, we kind of like, we talked about doing an Academy Awards show, because it's always interesting to talk about the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Except for you know ninety five percent of the time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had to had to think about how we wanted to do this our way, and we th- we must have thought for literally five minutes about how to do it, and then we, we came we up with a uh, really an idea that we're going to throw out today and Hell see yeah. how that goes. Um, John, I have a question for you. Go on. What's better than one Academy Award? Uh, more than one. Look at that. Yeah, and that's our pod today. Hell yeah! Not only are we talking about the upcoming 95th we will also be talking about the 90th academy awards because let me explain in the way i've explained to anyone who's asked which has been you know at least one person (laughs) um i I feel like our show we're talking about the changing reputations of films over time and how they're Mm -hmm. received and we want to go back five years and talk about what happened (laughs) What happened? What happened? What ha- we want to commemorate what happened oh, a better in year. 2017. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about the 95th Academy Awards, which is upcoming yeah. in by the time this drops in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by that time, we everyone will be fucking so tired of hearing. If you're a film podcast fan, you'll be so tired of hearing about the Academy Awards. You'll be like, what do these assholes have to say about it? Well, it turns out we're going to do a real big episode about it, and you're <laughs> just going to sit there and take it. <laughs> we, so, yeah. 
we have a we have a loose structure on how we want to do this but i actually wanted to start off with a question that i've been thinking about a lot actually i think about it around academy award season every year yeah and so first off just so just so you and the listening public are aware of where i come from i'm the type of person who thinks that award shows should be either canceled or drastically changed yeah i hate the most of the broadcasts I think the Golden Globes is one of the stupidest things on earth. Um, I actually think the Academy Awards shouldn't be a big ballroom show. It should actually be like a taped thing. Oh my God, totally. (laughs) Like a movie. Totally. But largely, I find them just interminable and silly. And I haven't watched Mm -hmm. a full ceremony in in many, many years um, for that very reason. I think 2012 was the last one I watched. Uh, The year that... Zero Dark Thirty was nominated for some stuff, and Les Mis in, ex, inexplicably, and uh, Life of Pi, all oh, that stuff. Right. That was the last year I was kind of like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. You're like one more musical, <laughs> and I'm out. And they got you. They, <laughs> they got did a couple, you. yeah. So, but my question to you is, what do you think of the Academy Awards? What do you feel about them? I mean, there's the there's that general consensus that obviously good movies are overlooked <laughs> almost yeah. in every single category you're just stumped with the result no matter what it is i don't remember the last time there was like a year where i was like all of these make sense are make are perfect. perfect sense no. yeah which is like i don't i don't that's okay and that's i think fine. that kind of makes it interesting in retrospect you know, like, we're, like mm. we're going to look back on the, I guess, 2017. Yeah. And kind of look, and, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about. It's like, what seems weird now that's right. that you look back? So my my whole thing, my, my real positive thing about the Academy Awards is that, like, it's a good way for someone, like when I was younger and mm-hmm. getting into film, it's a good way for someone to, like, look at some movies and be like, this is a nice place to start where good movies are listed as good. Sure. You know? Yeah. And there, like the Academy Awards has made lots of mistakes, but they've also ha- had lots of like, yeah, that's obviously a, the correct pick. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about them. But then again, the fucking ceremony is four hours long and <laughs> it does not need to be. It's so yeah. dull. It's yeah. so dull. It's painful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and anything that you're kind of rooting for, which most audiences are rooting for ended up end up never getting awarded. Do you think that's true about this year though? Like we're going to talk about it, but like this year, Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick and everything everywhere all at once are nominated for best picture. Right. And those are yeah. really popular and not to mention avatar, but like most people, I think lots of people are like very heartily cheering for Maverick and everything everywhere. Yeah. Right. Whereas like with avatar, it's like begrudging respect. <laughs> oh. Yeah. This is how I know that already I'm going to be annoyed <laughs> is if if Top Gun wins. Top Gun won't win. I f- I'm saying it now. Like I, I will yeah. flip all I, the tables. I have a I have something we'll get to it, but I have something that I'm more annoyed about about Top Gun besides the whole general vibe <laughs> of that film being nominated. Um but like okay. Let's talk. Let's do Let's it. cast our minds back five years. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. There's really only one great movie from that year that's going to be remembered for a really long time. What is it? Go. Get Out. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously. And we don't have to talk too much about Get Out. Fair. It's a fantastic movie. Yep. Everyone knows it. Everyone who doesn't know it should read Get the book. Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, compared to the one that the movie that won out in 2017, which was, of course, The Shape of Water. Well, hold on. So just to set the stage, mm-hmm. literally, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting. Oh. He comes out. He makes a joke about Matt Damon, I think. And then the ceremony runs for another four days, four hours. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and <gasps> just picture it. You're in your seat. Yeah. Aging you've, rapidly. You've watched the length of one avatar and they haven't even, <laughs> they haven't even gotten to sound design yet. Yeah. So obviously Shape of Water wins best picture. Sweet little Guillermo mm-hmm. gets up on stage and hoists the. Did he win Best Director? I didn't yes, he did. Yeah, he won Best Director, he right? He swept that up too, so Shape yeah. of Water. Let's go right for the jugular. Yeah. I did a little homework, and Ooh. for the very first time, I sat down and I watched The Shape of Water. Good for you. And I really liked it. Hey! I thought it was a really good movie. Do you think it deserved How? all the awards? No. And furthermore, if that movie had not, never been nominated for an Academy Award, Mm-hmm. People would look back on it today and like it a lot more. Definitely. 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 Because if you remember, I honestly think Shape of Water, this is maybe blasphemous to say, but Shape of Water is almost as good as Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth was a little upstart Spanish film that got nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. Mm -hmm. And it's beloved. It's weird. People love it. Shape of Water is weird and people don't seem to love it. And it's unfortunate that they have... There's like a conception of it that it's just like, well, a woman has sex with a fish. And it's like, yeah, you're right. And it's beautiful. It's because it's hot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's beautiful it and sexy. That's right. And I think the Academy Award is missing a little bit of that. No. <laughs> it was a sexy fish. What is she not supposed to do? Anyway, but the point is, The Shape of Water would definitely have more credibility, more recognition if it didn't win the Academy Award, in my opinion. I fully agree. Hundred uh, percent. Like yeah. it's 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 a Guillermo del Toro is such a good director, yeah, and such a likable director. Mm-hmm. And that movie is so sweet, and like it doesn't get a lot of the rewatchability cred that lots of other movies do. No, but I really I thought it was really good. Like Get Out is just so clearly yeah probably should have won. Get Out is but the one that's in, an idea. Uh, that's only like in retrospect, right? Like mm-hmm. if they were giving it away a, a today, then Get Out would have been just swept so many awards it was one of those weird situations i felt where jordan peele wins best original screenplay mm-hmm. and it felt a little bit like it's like you know sorry it's like but, a pat on the back and, it's like but it's like time. you're like wait why wouldn't he win yep the best director and best picture yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it's I'm not upset about it i just uh this is what we're retrospecting on right so i want to i want to just like talk about some of the more what I want to do is like talk about some of the more strange picks of that year. Yeah. And some of the more spot on ones. Let's do it. Um, do you have any off the top of your head? We've already talked about Shape of Water. I have another one in the Best Picture nom that I got to I gotta get off my chest. <laughs> I have to get it I off. I know exactly what you're going to say. Tell me. Tell Lady me. Bird. No. 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 Ooh. Lady Bird fully deserved to be nominated for Best Picture. Lady yeah. Bird is the second best movie from that year. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the other, in any other year, would be the one that's like, Sweeping. that's the only one I rewatch. Get Out and Lady Bird. Yeah. Uh, Dunkirk. I like Dunkirk. Dunkirk, right? yeah. of um, course. Here's the one that I have to get off my chest. 
I have to tell the public. I have to tell everyone. <laughs> I have to spread the word. Go on. Steven Spielberg's The Post is not a very good movie. Dude, no, no. It's also the lowest rated today. It's like 88%. And there's something interesting. The there's something interesting about this. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, Steven Spielberg gets nominated for a film that no one was really that crazy about in The Post. Yeah. Today, The Post is like in the bottom third of Steven Spielberg's films. Yep. And I'm going to hint at something here. Mm-hmm. 2023, Steven Spielberg gets nominated for The Fablements, a movie that I personally like, Yep. but a movie that will be historically seen in the bottom third of Steven Spielberg (laughs) films five years from now. Yeah, I agree. And when when we're doing this podcast, when we're in our 60s, people will be like, you guys were right. My God, they know I haven't watched The Fablements since it came out. No. But we'll get to that. The Post, I, I... I, I saw it in theaters. I yeah. thought it was okay. Yeah. I don't really think it's that good of a movie. Um, and in comparison to the Steven Spielberg canon, it just really is not that good of a movie. And this is from the time when you told me that The Fablemans, after having watched it, was marketed poorly. And for that reason, someone like me, I, I didn't even feel inclined to watch it because I thought, oh, it's just going to be a family yeah. drama. Terrible marketing. Yeah. Good movie, but terrible. Good marketing. movie, but terrible marketing. Do you yeah. think maybe the post fell under the same trap of good movie but terrible marketing? So, the post to me at the time, it felt like a pick that it, it's a it felt like a little bit of a gesture, not towards Steven Spielberg, but towards the climate at the time, mm-hmm. which was very like Donald Trump is is president, and there's all this like attack on journalism, fake news, yada yada yada. Yeah, yep. And it was this movie that was like all about these champions of journalism, much like Spotlight, another movie I right. didn't think should have won Best Picture, but is fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like these champions of journalism, like journalists doing the right work to speak truth to power. And the thing that frustrates me about it, and this is totally an an extra conversation that has nothing to do with cinema, is that. It, it felt like media entities patting themselves on the back and ignoring the fact that they were complicit in all of the problems that they were claiming what are the to were, that they were claiming they were the solution to. But it's mm-hmm. like the media is heavily complicit in a lot of those things that were happening with like Donald Trump's psycho presidency. Oh, 100%. It, and obviously like it's the Academy, like cinema is choosing this movie but it did feel a little self-congratulatory in a way because i think a lot of people in hollywood also believe that about themselves yeah we're gonna sing imagine on instagram yeah and and like we're we're doing all this important work and obviously it's important to me like i'm doing a fucking podcast about it it's what i love i love movies but it just sometimes comes across as a little disingenuous and a little bit like (laughs) yeah that and that really bothers me about the post Mm -hmm. On top of the fact that I just don't think it's that good of a film, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And for that reason, it's better that it didn't come even close to. It's it it just like when you think back in comparison to so many Steven Spielberg movies, it feels Mm -hmm. it's a movie that's like, no, we have a heart. I have a heart. This film, like we have a heart, right? Don't you see the heart? And it's like, (laughs) well, no, Steven Spielberg movies are always they don't like force it down your throat that way they are just like deeply they're not like try hardy in lots of ways all of his best ones are like oh fuck that got me right in my heart (laughs) you know (laughs) and and the fablements has a little bit of that 
mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but the fablemans is so emotional at its core right so yeah. i'm sorry that's like a long tangent about the post but that's what we're fucking here to do hell yeah and i i just don't i don't think in retrospect the post is that good of a film basically i agree yeah and i haven't thought about it not once since no, 2017 neither. i never yep. wanted to rewatch it I, nope yeah and yeah. so it makes sense. Sorry. Throw throw a baffling pick at me. You got one? Ooh. Phantom Thread. Okay. Same more. Same more. Phantom Thread didn't even fall on my radar in twenty seventeen. Not until years later did I watch it. I didn't even know that it was up in the running for best picture. Of course it didn't win. Of course it's Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> yeah, of course it's Paul Thomas PTA. <laughs> And Daniel Day-Lewis, you've seen it, right? I have, but yeah. so late in the game. Oh, it, do you like it? I like It was okay. Thread? It was all right to me. As with most Paul Thomas Anderson films, when I first saw it in theaters, I yeah. really liked it. Yeah. And in retrospect, I'm not sure how much I really enjoy it. No. Um, he's, a, he's a phenomenal filmmaker, and Daniel Day-Lewis is a pretty good actor. He's I mean, right. <laughs> You know, he's no Mike Myers, but uh, (laughs) like he can play like three roles, one of which is an obese Scotsman. Was that his last movie? Mike Myers? No. (laughs) Daniel Day-Lewis. No, no. Daniel Day-Lewis wasn't Austin Powers. He was in. Okay. God damn you. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the sixth. I mean, the man is a chameleon. I just disappeared into the role. I don't even know if Daniel Day-Lewis liked Phantom Thread, man. He just seemed to be there. I I love Daniel Day-Lewis. No, no, of course. I just don't know if he liked being in that movie. Just he seemed no. kind of disconnected from Daniel, if you're listening. Dan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, I think <laughs> lots of people are. So DDL, he, he can definitely, mm-hmm. uh, speaking to you, the listener now, me and Pre have this thing going where we have this dinner table of people we would like to hang out with. Yeah. And two people nominated yeah. this year are on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan, she's and, always welcome. And Daniel Day-Lewis. I think they can, they're can. they always welcome Perfect. at our dinner table. That's it. Daniel Lewis, is, he retired after this movie. Yeah. This is his last movie. I don't think, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think, I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis operates on a level of like, I enjoyed that experience. <laughs> like he's just like, yeah. I went in there and, and was in a fugue state. Smashed and then, it. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Yeah, it was in a that. fugue state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's our boy. It's it's a really good movie, but I don't know. I I, I have mixed feelings about it. Mm. Definitely. Um, Another one that I think was marketed differently because when I went into it, I was like, I don't want to fucking listen to some clothes tailor shit. I and then bam, yeah. totally different from what you expect. But even then, it didn't blow me away. Yeah, I'm. I really admire PTA's like ability to operate in such different mediums Mm -hmm. and how like he can make at least a an interesting film about stuff where you're just like i uh what like a dress a dressmaker okay cool but i think 50 percent of the film's like goodness comes from the fact that he was named reynolds woodcock (laughs) of the house of woodcock yeah, that's so. So, do you find that like weird that it was nominated for best picture? Hundred percent. I was like, "What are you doing up here?" Really, because it, it was so well received, and PTA kind of yeah. gets us. He gets us. He gets to slip it in whenever he wants. True. basically. But yeah. then also like something like the post is up there as well. So to me, it's like, yeah. Is are they both on the same level of reverie then to be up there at the best picture level? Well, I think I think Phantom Thread is a far better film mm-hmm. than The Post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I, I don't have the list in front of me, but I, I think like 
of uh, the ones I got I, you. I here. think The Post may have been the worst movie nominated that year. Can Fair. you go over the nominations? Let me tell you there. Yeah. So number one under A Shape of Water is Call Me By Your Name, uh, followed by Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, and Three Billboards. Well, that was the other interesting thing, too, was Martin McDonough being his film being nominated five years ago and then this year with Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah. Yeah. I so, feel in my heart of hearts that Martin McDonough, bless his heart, may not still win no but we'll come back to 2023 later let's keep let's keep trucking on okay so yeah phantom thread Mm -hmm. i'm i don't agree with you i i think i think so oh god we haven't even talked about my marquee gripe with the academy awards they need to go back to five best picture nominations dude i agree simply not i i was so i was so annoyed at 2023's nominations I was like, I bet if I went back, I, I was yeah. I was pacing around my apartment. I was yelling at the top of my <laughs> lungs. Pre wasn't here. I have a recording of it. It will be released upon my death of me being like, I bet if I went back to the year they started this bullshit, yeah. I could knock off five down of to these. five yeah. plenty of these movies. And guess what? You can because lots of the movies are not that fucking good. Totally. And, and this year was actually incredibly strong with movies that I liked. Mm-hmm. But not incredibly strong with the movies that I thought should have gotten nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. However, Phantom Thread, my point is, Phantom Thread sh- would have made that five. It's that good of a film, in my opinion. And The Post. Excellent. Okay. Three Billboards, which I really like Three Billboards, mm-hmm. would not. Yeah. Unfortunately, I also think Shape of Water would not, even though it won. Yeah. So you'd be doubly wrong, then, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I, this is why they haven't invited me. <laughs> Not a to once. vote in the academy. Yeah, yeah. I know. I it's know. the only reason. It's not that I'm not an actor, writer, director, producer, <laughs> financier. But babe, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In three or so weeks after we release this episode, hell yeah. And then they're in a f- a furor over our just in time over our uh, scathing review pre review of the show. Yeah, they will be like John. Come Soderbergh, our Academy Awards, and I'll be like, never. Never again. I'll be like, I don't sell out. So, okay, another baffling pick, which I don't know if you have up on your screen for uh-huh. me, though. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Best, Best actor. actor. Now, Darkest Hour. Yeah. Is a good movie. Yeah. I like Darkest Hour. I know. I like Joe Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes not some not great stuff, but I do enjoy Joe Wright's work. Yeah. Darkest Hours was Darkest Hours was another one I watched, like much like Shape of Water, where I was like, I didn't see it in theaters, and yep. then I watched it, and I was like, I like this movie, it's good. But Gary Oldman winning over Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, and honestly, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya mm-hmm. is. I'm gonna give away. I'm gonna <laughs> give away a little preview for next year's Academy Award show. Oh boy, Daniel Kaluuya should have been nominated and possibly should have won Best Supporting Ac- Actor. For his role in the film Widows, which you've never seen. That's Daniel right. Kaluuya is, is probably one of my most exciting actors in, in the world right now. And he's so incredible in Get Out that mm-hmm. I... Yeah. Um, but Gary Oldman... So, Gary Oldman, I look back because I was like, this is a makeup Oscar a little bit. Because it's crazy that Gary Oldman... I believe there was conversation at the time that it's like, it's isn't it wild that Gary Oldman's never won an Academy Award? Yeah. And I looked back and I was like, what other times has he been nominated that he probably should have won? And I found one. Gary Oldman should have won in 2011. 
for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Well, shit. Yeah, yeah 100%. And I believe that year yeah. uh, the artist guy won. Oh, the yeah. titular artist. The, the, the one artist. That guy. <laughs> um, yeah. The French guy or Swiss guy. I, right, 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 right. The worst Academy Awards on records. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, guys. And, and that year, if I remember correctly, all I have in my notes, but if I remember correctly, like Gary Oldman should have won in a weak field of Best Actor nominations. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think Daniel Kaluuya could have come even nearly close between Gary Oldman and Daniel Day-Lewis. No. I don't think he would have... I mean, it's great that he got nominated for Best Actor. That's already fucking huge. Because wasn't that his first big... Um, first big, big movie? That was like his breakout. His breakout hit. role in yeah. the... Yeah. And so for that, great. I mean, it, the fact that that movie didn't win already is like, all right. I mean, uh, do you think it would have helped if they had if his character name was Chris Woodcock? <laughs> his name <laughs> His name was halfway there. Wasn't he like Chris Washington or something like I that? Don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. There you go. It yeah, was it's Chris, the, it's yeah. the it's the power last name. It's the Woodcock. It's the Woodcock. It's the Woodcock of it all. It's that, is, that, that was the that's s- got nothing on Churchill. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little bitch name. That was the slogan of that Academy Awards. It's the Woodcock it's of the it woodcock. all. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. Woodcocking it up over here. No, but uh, but to your point, between Daniel Day Lewis, and then also I think Denzel was on the list for Roman J. Israel esque, Mister esque um, himself. Have you seen that movie? No, not very no, good. No. Uh, well, it's interesting, and and D- Denzel is great, but Denzel is carrying it largely on his shoulders. Yeah, but it's a movie that like it's like kind of thematically ambitious, but I, I'm not sure if it quite hits a home run t- with those themes. Mm. But Denzel is really good in it. I, I agree, but. In retrospect, I might not have nominated him. Between Gary Oldman and Dan DeLewis, just for Phantom Thread, I think it's fair that uh, that Gary Oldman swept it for playing Churchill. I think Daniel DeLewis should have won. He's so good. Mm-hmm. I also think, so if I'm going to take uh, Roman J. Is- Israel Esquire Woodcock out of the <laughs> running, <laughs> yeah. um, I always like my my one like pick that I slip in in any conversation about twenty the year twenty seventeen, which I have about six or seven a week. Yeah. Okay. So I'm talking about twenty seventeen all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you don't even know. You're stuck in the past. You don't even realize deep. how often I talk about twenty seventeen. Yeah. It was a good year. <laughs> twenty seven. Yeah. It was the prime of my life. Oh. Yeah, that's true. I was three feet shorter. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Your little pocket sized John. <laughs> yeah. 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 Watching the movies <laughs> in my girlfriend's pocket. Um, so Perfect. my the the one movie I slip in for lots of things is uh, the killing of a sacred deer, which I'm oh, gonna I'm gonna slip in later. Baby. We're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but it got nominated for nothing. Yeah, F- fucking amazing movie. Yeah, I love that movie a lot. Lots of people don't because it's really fucking weird. <laughs> um, but it's a, str- it's a fucking weird one. But Colin Farrell in that movie, of I thought course. he had a legit shot at best actor. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm gonna if best if supporting. It, Barry, Barry Keon. Keon. So good in that movie. Coming back to Best Actor and then Best Actress in the same vein, do you think there's any competition there against Franny McD? Because clearly she won out that year. No. For I think that was a really good Clear pick sweep. and a really good performance. Yeah. And um, we can get this out of the way now. There was controversy surrounding three billboards mm-hmm. at the time when it was nominated for awards. We don't have to wade into it. 
I really like that movie. I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, Solid. I don't think it's perfect. Yeah. Um, I like that movie. Francis McDormand definitely should have won. Did you? Do you think there's like competition? Not at Arthur? all. No. Best actress. I mean, anytime that she comes up, I feel like sorry everybody else, but she's gonna she get is it. like the Daniel Day Lewis of the, the best Day-Lewis. actress ca- <laughs> category. She's. Yeah. I mean, th- I remember hearing Daniel like, Day Lewis is also just. I mean, he, the fact that he lost out to Gary Oldman is already yeah like testament to how good an actor Franny McDee is. Because if they were both in a category together where it was just a best uh, emotion person, and then bam, I think Franny McDee well, would still get it. McDormand is just like on record alone is is yeah. is one of the most highly decorated actresses of her generation. Hundred percent act actor actress like performer yeah. of her generation. And I remember I remember hearing that someone on a uh, another podcast I listened to said that it's like when she won for Nomadland, mm-hmm. it was like she's the only person to ever win this many times. Mm-hmm. And people were just kind of like, oh, congratulations. But it's like, no, this is like a huge achievement. <laughs> this is like a massive thing. <laughs> and people weren't really giving it as much of the time of the day. Yeah. Um Nomadland sucks but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry Sorry to nomadland uh, (laughs) sorry nomadland i know you're a big fan of the podcast um (laughs) sorry to dismiss you so harshly love you franny but no No, it's it's fine it's all right um another another pick i had speaking of the actress categories Mm -hmm. allison janney winning (laughs) for i tanya yeah i'm not okay with it Mo and my pick, no, my my like pick in that is Laurie Metcalf and Ladybird is a fucking incredible. Yeah. That is like that performance. That's a Spielbergian, like, oh my gosh, she just stabbed me right in the heart. Damn, that's she's really right. gonna drive off on her daughter at the airport. Are you kidding me? And then turn around and cry and then that that it's that you, sick mom. I, I didn't I actually went into that year thinking I was like, this shit isn't even close. Allison Janney and I Tanya is fine. Again, yeah, the the tradition of supporting performer with the villainy shit. That's exactly it. And it doesn't help that in retrospect, I'm kind of like, oh, Tanya was fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah, yeah. it was okay. And wasn't Margot Robbie up there for Best Actress? You got nominated for Best Actress. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've recently expressed a lot of views about how I feel about Margot Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> um, she ate. She's okay. She's okay. Yeah. She does a lot and she doesn't need to. Yeah. And she's a good actress if she doesn't do too much. That's right. As are most actors and actresses. Yeah. Just just be don't doing the most. That said Babylon fucks. <laughs> um yeah, and then and then my my other note here on like baffling picks was the kind of the Rockwell nomination. It was a it was like kind of a strong field, if mm-hmm. I remember. Do you have the do you have that right in front of you? For best supporting actor? Yeah. Yeah. So Rockwell obviously won out, but then after that, noms were Willem Dafoe for Florida Project. Ooh. Would have been a really solid like that, I right think my note means that it's like I wouldn't have complained if any of them won. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, shit. Richard Dankins, Shape of Water, Christopher Richard, Plummer. Did you call him Richard Dankins? Because <laughs> he's dank. He's dank as fuck. Richard yeah. Dank is out here. He he is wonderful in that movie. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Plummer, all the money in the world as J. Paul Getty. He and had a tough job, if yeah. you remember correctly, because yeah. he had to oh replace. Uh, Kevin Woodcock's face. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, and then of course Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards. A wonderful fucking role. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I yeah. love that. And He's I, so good in that. I think that it was, it, this is a tight, tight contest. Uh, yeah, like and I said, I, th- I actually, I probably wouldn't. Know, I 
probably wouldn't have picked Sam Rockwell if I, mm. if the fucking academy would <laughs> just let me in. <laughs> You're out there banging on the, the door. The only like, reason I, I ever thoughts. decided to go embark on this project was to, <sighs> for the academy to call me and be like, hello, John, it's the academy. We'd like you to join. <laughs> My we chair need your is squeaking. Where yeah. you should talk in Allison Cheney for 40 minutes, you <laughs> rascal. The no. Academy calls me. Like, hey, John, we also, we regret Allison Janney. Yeah. And we think you should come in. She and, bullied us into this, wo- taking this And award. you should, we have to send you to her house to take her Academy yeah. Award away. I'm just kidding. Allison, I love you. Allison would step on both But you're not invited together. for dinner. You and Daniel Day-Lewis would get in a fist fight, I think. It's true. Yeah. But um, we got the male Allison Janney, so Jacob Simmons, <laughs> join us. Aren't they husband and wife in Juno? Yeah, they are. That horror film we haven't covered <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah, <laughs> a horror of our times. So okay, let's let's move away from the negativity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love you I, all. I have a couple. Do you have anything else for like baffling or weird picks? No, I think okay. that we can get into the screenplay because I got thoughts there. You have thoughts on the screenplay? I got thoughts so on the screenplay. So my next kind of thought was like, I have lots of spot on picks that I was like, good choice. Yeah. Is that what you're going to talk about with screenplay? Yes. Then talk about it. Get out. Well, obviously. Best yeah. screenplay and just clean sweep. I don't think. I, mean, I don't the think there was come competition. Even close yeah. to, absolutely. 100%. Um, I think second in line could have been three billboards. Um, but I don't think Big Sick or Lady Bird or Shape of Water. Yeah, I mean, get out. There, there was no competition. No competition. Basically. Yeah. And then best adapted screenplay. Call Me By Your Name won out that year. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. It's, I think it's the only movie from this year that I haven't, like the only oh, big damn. movie that I haven't seen. But I've read the book. But you're all about the Italy. I think I thought you would have been super into Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. So I'm surprised to hear that you've never seen like it. It's like longer than the Academy Awards broadcast I heard. <laughs> and it's like really slow. But I, I okay. read the book. I, I read the book and I really liked it. Hey, you know what? We should make that our next watch together. I'd be down to watch it with you. Yeah, we should watch it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I heard it's really good. Love. I, I yeah, I mean, uh, what, what were the other nominations? Yeah. Logan. Right. And the year of the the Logan. The year of the Logan. And, and my bound is up there. Mm-hmm. So is Molly's game. But then uh, I think any, anytime yeah. Aaron Sorkin does anything, it's like, all right, let's do uh, Again, uh, he, he is like that, that, um, he's been earmarked for that screenplay thing, right? right? Because, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Aaron Sorkin's a great writer, but um, and then of course Molly's game. Uh, yeah. Molly's game is alright. Yeah. I don't think best adapted screenplay. Get out of here, Disaster Artist. Spot on. I loved that movie. Yeah, I still love that movie. That yes. was an awesome film. I actually think that should have won. Those I are my know. boys, Mark uh, uh, Scott Newsatter and and what's his name? Uh, Michael Weber. Michael Weber. Yeah, mm-hmm. they wrote Five Hundred Days of Summer. Look at him. Which I unabashedly love <laughs> still. <laughs> I rewatched it recently. I'm like, damn it, I love this movie. Damn it, this movie makes yeah. me feel the feels. Yeah, I know. I know I'm an immature piece of shit, but That's I love true. it. It's a beautiful film. You're, you're strictly okay. Get out of here. There's 500 days of summer. My God. Yeah. They don't even show 400 of them, TBH. They show, they don't show enough. I, yeah. think. I, I think that's my one it knock on the movie. It's like, days of I summer. was promised 500 yep. and they showed like maybe 20? seven. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what about the other days? And, and honestly, one of the days was autumn. So Let's <laughs> 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 be honest. Uh, uh, ooh, um, the worst part I want to, uh, we're, we're mostly going to talk about like the big categories. Yeah. But I want to go on just a little short spiel about a category that's not as big as it should be. Yes. And that category is cinematography. I think cinematography should be maybe 
uh, like the third or fourth most important category at the Academy Awards, considering it's the work of the art of cinema. <laughs> and Roger Deakins won that year for Blade Runner yeah, 2049. Okay. A movie that we watched when I had COVID yeah. in a foreign country. And I was like, wait, this movie is really good. <laughs> I didn't think so when I saw it in theaters, even yep. though I was like, I felt like my eyes were being peeled back because it was so amazing looking. Yeah. But when we watched it in that little fucking little hut in in Vaness, yeah, I was like, this movie is really good. This movie's fantastic. Oh, God, I want to cut Jared Leto out so badly. <laughs> if I you just wished that. So, you know, I um, if I ever get to be in the Academy, uh. I want to I want to resubmit Blade Runner and just be like, look, if you cut Jared Leto out of this film, yeah. it's actually better because he's not a good actor. <laughs> he's not in this anymore. Uh, can I get nominated for best director? <laughs> <laughs> this is my one director note. I'd be like, no Leto. Listen, Villeneuve, I I don't like you. <laughs> you don't like me. Oh my god. We're from opposite sides of this country. Mm. You're far more talented and articulate than I am. <laughs> but I got some thoughts on. Your Leto, yeah. the Leto ness of the, it all. The Leto ness. Yeah. Like, don't Blade Runner also swept best visual effects for that well, year. Yeah. Among all its yeah. cat. But like, <laughs> Kong Skull Island was right there. So, what a fucking. I've never loss. seen. I've heard it's good though. It's a banger. Yeah. And it doesn't get enough love. And I'm always, I'm always a bit surprised. It was really liked when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it has like good rewatchability. Have you ever seen uh, Kings of Summer? No. Oh, good movie. That The director of Kong Skull Island uh, made this indie movie called Kings of Summer, which fucking rules. The um, Kings of Summer. Yeah. I got to look into it because I feel like this is right up my alley. It is. I think you'd like Damn. it. It's very funny. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, charming, funny, about teenagers. It's great. Yeah. Do you want to Do you want to get into our... You want to close off the 90th or do you want yeah, to yeah i want to close it off on a high because i had to talk about the greatest movie that i saw that year and cried like a little baby at the cinemas yeah, killing of a sacred deer stop it oh okay best Sorry. animated film feature coco and i know you're not a big animation oh guy. yeah i'm gonna be quiet for like <laughs> you let me minutes. get on my my yeah what is it? Apple crate? What do they call it? Soap box. They call it apple crate. Yeah. They <laughs> call it this apple woodcock soap crate. <laughs> I'm going to get on my woodcock crate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stand on my woodcock <laughs> and I'm going to talk about Coco. And I don't care about any of the other animated films that stood up against Coco. Hey, I, I have news for you. Neither does the Academy. <laughs> <sighs> but Coco deserved all and more and it got it. It won, it won right? Best animated. Every Pixar film. movie just gets slotted in to win the fucking Academy yeah, Award. But they, but this one especially, was one of its kind. I don't think I've ever seen such colorful representation, especially from like one like zoned in. I think it was all Mexico, and yeah. all of it was focused on the Day of the Dead, and bringing that into obviously this tearjerker, fucking, just like blowing up in your senses with all the colors was fantastic to see yes i've heard that movie is really good and not only is it good just to like throw it on your phone and watch but watching it at the cinemas is a whole other experience and my inner child is very very happy and i went to see it with like five other 
like friends and all guys and we're all crying together and it was fantastic sorry i just want to point out the incredibly 2023 thing you just said what where you're like you're like i mean it's good on your phone but in the cinema <laughs> whoa <laughs> i am a connoisseur of films <laughs> So. I like to experience everything on my phone first, Hell yeah. and then see it in second run at the for cinema. sure. And I'm I'm so late to the animated game, right? I think I only saw The Lion King and Bambi or whatever, like in the past few years. Yeah, and so obviously they're a different genre of animation. Coco could beat the shit out of all of them. It was so goddamn good. Pixar, like Pixar, is just at the head of that pack Ooh. at all times. Like, yeah, they every. I, what is nominated this year? This year, now well, it's coming into 2023 Best Animated Feature Film. Of course, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Right. Um, Marcel Shell with Shoes On, strong contender. I feel like definitely going to just Did you sweep see it? it. No, but I've seen the little YouTube videos. I mean, the original the video day. probably should have won an Academy yeah, Award. Yeah, the yeah. little mini should have gotten it all. Puss in Boots, Turning Red, Sea Beast. Turning Red, hasn't that been, that been out for like five years? I swear. Yeah. It, it came out really it's early. It's already been on Disney it, for ages. It came out really early this year. That's the thing. Because it, it yeah. came out, I think it came out around Academy Award time in 2022. And right. so that's why it seems so for. But I remember like that movie is really well liked. Yeah. But I feel like Guillermo, because, because the Guillermo. Academy loves him. Yeah. And Pinocchio, yeah. I, which I never saw, but like. I feel like Pinocchio, because two Pinocchios came out. And they were both great. <laughs> and they were both the same level I heard great. nothing but good things about the, uh, the other one, <laughs> the Zemeckis film. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Oh, America's dad. How oh, the mighty have fallen. I'm sorry. America's papa. America's yeah. papa. Um, shit the bed. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I strongly feel like Marcel, Marcel could eat it, m- could get it this, this year. Could get those shoes on. Could get the shoes on. Yeah. So okay, hold on. So are are, let's are, are we going to talk about top fives for 2017? Let's do it. Go on. So what we're doing, what we're doing with our top fives for the past for 2017, just to explain a little inside baseball for the uh, you baseball fans out there. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about like the five movies we think have had. If that person outside the window could shut the fuck up, that would be awesome. I don't think he could pick up on the mic. They should, be, they should be quiet. We'll start it. We'll do it again. Talk no, I'm going to keep this all in. This <laughs> is, I'm not. No. I think, I think the people need to deserve to know. This fucking guy. Yeah. They deserve to know how hey, yo. intense I am. He feels recording. deeply about Pinocchio. God, <laughs> do you not understand? The people want it. You know, actually, he yelled, like, can you get to the top five? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, let's go. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about, like, what movies have had large reputational changes. Yes. Um since and mm. what we think will continue and then for the new year we're gonna we're gonna kind of like see into the future and what we think will have large reputational changes either up or down yes yeah. thing so uh to give you to give you an example my um I, I don't have them in any particular order but my number one is like the reputation of ladybird has gone way up 100 it, it's kind of a cult cult like gem yes you know? yeah and proven by our good friends at rod tomatoes 99 percent as of today also proven by just how good Greta Gerwig is and good how job. much she how she just keeps nailing it. Like Little Women, 
I mean, I would never have watched Little Women in theaters if Greta Gerwig hadn't directed it. Totally. And I really like that movie. One reputation change for me in a downward way is The Post. Shocking that it even made it to the list. And of course, now no one really gives two shits about it. <laughs> that was that was my other one. That and I gave it away already. But the post will yeah. just it will be seen in the bottom third of Spielberg films. For essentially, sure. for sure. I I really do. I again, like I'm I'm really sorry to the post. <laughs> I I know how much yeah. you care about my opinion, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that w- that was definitely on my list. So another. I mean, this goes without saying, but get out is going to be considered like a massive classic yeah in like i'm talking like 20 30 years it's gonna be people are still gonna be like wow yeah perfect go on it's another one downward one for me again phantom thread i don't think anyone's thought about that movie since that year and i've not heard about it in any discourse i don't think it comes up in comparison with any of other any other ddl's works so I 100% disagree. Yeah. I have rewatched that movie a couple times. Shit. There I I think you're mis you you are mis misunderestimating the hive of the Paul DDL Thomas hive. Anderson. No, yeah. of Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh. People who like I mean this sounds r- ridiculous to say, but to some people he's their favorite filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. Like some people really love him, yeah. you know, and Are you some people? No, no, I don't. I don't. I've told you, I don't really love PTA. Yeah, he's got. A I, I like PTA, sometimes. and I think PTA is probably one of current greatest living directors. He's just not for me, but for some people, he yeah. is it. He is. I'm. Yeah. I'm very open to having my mind changed. I. I am down to go down the PTA train. The good news is that he is gonna make more movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. hey. Yeah. Um. I yeah. mean, uh, for me, a way down. Um. Although we've talked about it, a way down with a caveat, uh, the shape of water, way yeah. down, um, yeah, down, down, down. But it, it's unfortunate because it wouldn't be if it hadn't a fucking one best picture. True, you know, yeah. It could have been one of those weird good ones like Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, it soars. and because I've and really it's only because of my opinion, and that's what matters. <laughs> I liked it, and I was like, actually, this movie's good. I've changed my mind on it completely. I've done a complete one eighty. <laughs> I've swum. Into a total 180 circle you in my flooded apartment. Hell yeah. And I just stuck it in that fish. Good job, you be. Yeah. Uh, a final one for me that like up, up, up all the way was Logan. Of course it came out with all the all the fans. All of them wanted to see it. All the new versions and ways we could experience Wolverine. And it was all that and more. And I think it's definitely one of the best ones. Of the X-Men's worlds today. I also think, so here's here's a little take on that. Scott Frank, the writer and creator of The Queen's Gambit, wrote Logan. Scott Frank, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the best screenwriters in Hollywood, mm-hmm. essentially. He's very, very well respected. Uh, the Queen's Gambit is one of those great Netflix shows that everyone talked about and now no one ever thinks about ever again because it's yep. honestly kind of overrated. And also no rewatchability because you see it and once. It's kind of, it. and also just not that interesting of a show. Um, nobody's popping back like they are with Stranger Things <laughs> yeah. or you or any of those, you know, like the Queen's Gambit. Who cares? Yeah. Scott Frank, though, wrote Logan. And I feel like when, if you look back, it's a, a great creative's career. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, man. 
yeah he wrote no yeah he did that he fucking made that movie and and he's and that's a really good movie i agree yeah um i have one off the board hit me which i hinted at earlier the killing of a sacred deer yeah will be seen as as like a major cult classic for in, sure in as much as cult cult films don't really exist anymore as we've talked about in other pods the killing of a sacred deer i think i think yorgos will be a little bit like um kubrick in that he might not get a lot of awards recognition yeah but when people look back at his career mm-hmm. they will be like does this dude just make fucking incredible movies all the time? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, he does. I love that movie. It's a huge loss. I feel like it should have been somewhere at least with something. Best original screenplay. Oh fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems like it seems like such a, a shoe in, but but like we said, best original Too screenplay weird. was such a strong category. Yeah. That year, you know. Oh shit. I mean, with Get Out yeah. Well, even like we it said, there was one. no contest with Get Out, but even the other four were so strong that year that it was totally. You know. All right, totally. let's uh, let's pop up five years to present let's day. Look into the future. Mm. The ninety fifth Academy Awards. Mm. I'm here for it. Picture it. Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> is coming out of the curtains. <laughs> Matt Damon's and, on his back, and absolutely no one runs on stage and assaults him. Mm. <laughs> Tiny little Matt who Damon is the, on the who shoulder. Who is the host this year? Um, this year was also Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> no, it's not actually. Yeah, comedian and late night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel will host the show for the third time. Oh, okay. after the 89th and 90th. I just want to be clear. I don't have anything against Jimmy Kimmel. No, like, yeah, I, I really don't. I'm not a late yeah. night TV watcher, but I just um, thought it would be someone else. I'm I I d I'm not surprised. I'm a little surprised, but yeah. Cool. Um, let's so for this one, really the category is like fucking best, best picture. picture. And I wanna talk about I have something to say about every movie nominated for best picture. Except there's for fifteen of them on there. Hold on. Except for women talking. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it. Me neither. I'm sure it's lovely. Yeah. I mean I'm sure it's it sounds pretty dark. Franny McDee. But I'm sure it's really good. Yeah. I'm not going to... I'm going to try not to say anything or make any excuses for why I haven't seen Women Talking. That's fine. Good on you. Um, Probably a good movie. Yeah. I, I will watch it sometime. I just mm-hmm. haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to skip Triangle because I have a lot to say about Triangle Sadness. <laughs> Come back. And I, I want to... Do you, do you mind if I kind of run down my list and we, Go we for talk it. about each? Okay. All Quiet on the Western Front. Yes. Was great. So good. We were baffled. Blown we were baffled away. at how good it was. Mm, mm-hmm. um, we threw it on on like a Sunday morning. Yeah. And we were just like, why is this movie so fucking good? Yeah. And it is. It's a wonderful film. I have no complaints about it. I think it will. I think it should win Best Foreign Language Film. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I don't think it will come close to winning Best Picture. Not at all. Um, but it's a really good movie. It is fantastic. I'm a sucker for any and all war films. Yeah, and I was just so so pleasant. I was in love surprised. with it. I, th- I thought it was great. I, I love war movies. I'm yeah. a big war movie fan. So. When did 1917 come out? 2019. Wow, man, I felt similarly about 1917 as I do about All Quiet. I, I feel lots lot. of things about 1917, yeah. as you well know. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's such. A I good love movie. this film. I think because because uh, 
we might not, you know, make it as a society two years from now, so we might not get a chance <laughs> to talk about that Academy Awards. I like 1917 more than Parasite. I agree. I, think, I feel the same I way. Think but then I think 1917 is a better film to rewatch. I think it's my inherent bias. There is also that. What what is the rewatchability in Parasite when you know every single thing? Parasite's so good. Scene though. by scene, that's it's about to go so down. Good. I just like something. I, I so I I told you. I saw 1917. We're going on another tangent. Yeah. We cut out a massive <laughs> tangent about 1917 from the Jarhead episode. Oh, God damn it. We're going on another tangent. I just want to say this. I saw 1917 in theaters. I thought that was a really good movie. Yeah. I had watched it five times last Fuck. year. Over, I watched it like, I watched it twice back to back. And then I watched it with you. Yeah. I watched it. And I was like, I was incredibly moved by that movie mm-hmm. uh, in a, a more so than when i saw it in theaters i think it's a fucking amazing film yeah yeah if we cut all the tangent parts from our jarhead podcast where we talk about 1917 plus this one i think we'll have a podcast on our hands <laughs> that's just 1917 no slaps yeah okay what's on your next all one? quiet on the western front sick Done. amazing movie mm-hmm. um and you know what the thing is, is like i don't have as much fun talking about stuff that i like as i do about stuff that i have bigger thoughts on and so we'll get to the next one tar yeah tar is the best movie of the year i think it's an incredible achievement i think that it should win best picture i think that it should win in all major awards has been nominated for i agree uh cinematography screenplay director best director uh actress best picture i i really do think that's i think i said it to you after we saw in theaters i was like that is the first great movie of this decade 100 percent. it's the first movie of this decade that at the end of the decade will be in people's top 10. Yeah. It's I that good. Could not stop yeah. talking. Could not stop thinking about it. Yeah. I just left the cinemas and then here we are, what, a month, two, three months later, yeah. still feeling strongly about it. It's incredible. Yeah. I will be definitely shocked if it doesn't eat up Best Director or Best Picture. I will not be surprised, um, <sighs> but that's okay. Next. Uh Banshee's Vinner Sheeran. Yay! An incredible film. Yeah. I don't know what more to really say about it. This no. is a great movie. It's just overall it. well-loved um, team in Bruges. Hashtag my, yeah. my boys. And yeah. Another one that got me right in the heart. Poor Jenny. All all makes It all makes sense that they're all up here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. far. So far, so hit, good. Hit, 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 hit. Carrying it on. Avatar. Avatar. A great movie. Uh, really good. Uh, unfortunately, I actually do think that Avatar will... Avatar 2 will be a lot like Avatar 1, mm-hmm. where people are like, I respect and recognize the game, but, but I'm not going to watch it yes. until maybe Avatar 3 comes out. No. But at least James Cameron is back making films. Yeah. I mean, Avatar 3 is filmed, so, you know, it's it's getting to be in the can. And Avatar is nowhere on, like, Best Director list or anything like that. Sorry? Avatar, like, James Cameron is not on Best Director for yeah this year. People people so. have brought up that it's kind of like a Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Yeah. Which I mean I mean if we're gonna go way back, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of insane that Lord of the Rings didn't sweep that much every year. So Avatar, I mean, that's all we gotta say about Avatar. Yeah. What's up next? Elvis. Yeah. So here now we're getting into stuff I don't like. And it's also stuff I don't know. I'm not from the time. Sorry. Sorry, I am. Um, sorry to you, Elvis. I would never have watched that movie, and I do like Baz Luhrmann's films. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's twenty years too late to make a movie about Elvis. 
it looked bad. <laughs> like I didn't look like a movie I wanted to see. Biopics just don't do a lot for me. Yeah. And this one especially, I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I'm not sure what's yeah. in it. Maybe I should watch it at and some point. But here here's the here's the thing. I get so tired in the last like whatever X amount of years. I get so tired of those like those actor driven kind of like, well, that's gonna get nominated for best actor. Yeah. But it's like but the general consensus is like, well, the rest of the movie is just whatever. <laughs> but in some cases, people are like, Well, the rest of the movie's not very good. And it's mm. like, then it shouldn't be considered. I mm. don't think I don't think I've seen one performance that can carry an entire film to greatness. I really don't believe that happens. The rest of the film has to work around it. And if yeah. it doesn't, maybe it's also like, it's just, it just shouldn't. I really dislike that kind of thing. Totally. And you always get one thrown in there. There's one in there this year that I don't want to talk about, but <laughs> like there's some in there this year. And, and I just like, I don't fucking care. Top Gun. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. No, no, no acting nominations for Top Gun though. Oh no! I'm t- I'm talking about the Andrea Riseborough of it all, which we don't have to get into. Right? There's lots of other people who know more than me about it that are, yeah, whatever. Okay, Elvis, whatever. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Top Gun. Mm. Just no. <laughs> Top Gun is one I haven't seen yet. You right? You haven't seen. Top I have Gun. not yet. Um, good movie, well worth seeing in cinemas. It should not even be being sniffed at the Academy Awards <laughs> when it comes to anything but like visual effects. Yeah. Top Gun is good. And I get that people are like, oh, I remember Nostalgia. I remember the original Top Gun. Yes. But here's here's my spiel about Top Gun. And it relates to Elvis too. Lots of aspects of culture today we're just like fire hosing ourselves with nostalgia. And it's really getting tiresome. I mean, it's lazy. It's and it's also like it's it's unoriginal, yes. which is such a snide thing to say. I get that. Uh, it's I don't know. Like I want originality. I want stuff like Tar and Banshees. You, oh, here's another thing I said about Tar. Tar feels like a modern film. Yes. Top Gun does not. Oh, interesting. And neither, okay. honestly does everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. but something like triangle of sadness as much as i will expound on it later does tar and triangle feel like Today. films that are 2023 mm-hmm. in a good way mm-hmm. and i get i just i get so exhausted with like obviously art builds upon itself and there's lots of regurgitation of ideas but i just get so tired of the just kind of like well 25% of the appeal of this film is nostalgia. Yeah. And it's like, well, fucking okay. <laughs> so that doesn't, that's meaningless. That's also why run. probably Elvis is up there. Probably why Blonde got so much media attention. Well, Blonde got media attention for lots of. For, um, aside from all the, yeah. yeah, all the spice. But yeah, it's, nostalgia is a powerful thing, right? Which there. It is, especially in film. Yeah. In cinema. And we're just not able to shake it off. And the only yeah. way we want to celebrate that is with throwing an award at it but like don't you feel like think of all of the and it's not even i'm not even th- talking about like remakes sequels prequels things like that necessarily although that is a big part of it but like think of something like um like stranger things mm-hmm. that's just a fucking fire hose of nostalgia straight to your right eyeballs basically mm-hmm. and that's what people 
you know, that's what people gravitate towards for some reason. It's the if you can't do teach thing where if you just don't have an original idea, you bring back what's worked in the past, push that formula down your throat and hope it makes another hit. I mean, yeah, but it's, it, it's yeah. all the Marvel movies start to kind of feel like now, but I know that's a different tangent, but <laughs> we're entering this weird phase <laughs> of Marvel where um, <laughs> people are nostalgic for the early phases of Marvel. Yes. <laughs> My God, that's I how am deep people. we are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's how long it's gone on, you know. Yeah, twenty but, years. No, but like ten years, more. I think Marvel, Marvel is a bit of a product to it as well, because for one, it's based on comic books, which people read as as young children or children, or teens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think I think whatever you feel about them, you know how I feel about them. They're throwbacks to this old school blockbuster action thing, like Top Gun. Like Top Gun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look at like they they fucking they squeezed three Jurassic whatever's out of the fucking yeah. Everyone like the thing about these like nostalgia plays kind of is that like something like Jurassic Park, the new Jurassic Park, yeah, it like comes out and everyone's like, well, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> we should make three more. And it's like, <laughs> oh, what? What can we can we cancel it? Can we like fucking, you know? Do you think? remakes and like like sequels of a type of film should just not be allowed in award categories no no i don't think so we wouldn't have a avatar you know true but did avatar win back in the day no but it was nominated for best picture Hmm. yeah and maybe it's okay if that's how far it goes i mean it's okay to have a single film like it's okay to have a you don't have to nothing not everything i mean not that hollywood listens but like not everything has to be like a big fucking like a trilogy or whatever you know all i want is men in black 10 (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah anyway that's my thoughts on top gun i don't think it deserves to get nominated for best picture yeah Uh, well it's a good movie i think yeah that's the other the other travesty and we'll get into it later but it's nominated (laughs) for best adapted screenplay which is insane oh um Okay. Oh my God! It is. <laughs> Good job. Uh, um, I want to get this one quickly out of the way. Fablemans. Yeah. Much like the Post. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Better yeah. than the Post. Will be forgotten. But it it won't be forgotten. It will just not be seen as one of Spielberg's best works. No. Um, I think it's good. I just don't think it's really as great. Is there an alien in it? I think not. Uh, no, Michelle Williams is. Oh, really okay, cool. <laughs> Michelle um, Williams, go home. <coughs> so, yeah. Now, there's a couple big ones we gotta talk about. <laughs> Get into it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. You like this movie, right? I absolutely adore this film, and I will yeah. never watch it again. Lots of people absolutely adore it. And it's a one time for me. Yeah. And it was unique in some of the takes it had. It was also stunning to see like different tonalities within the film because it's not just action or it's not just like emotion or it's not just satire of one thing, not just space travel, not just multi-universe, also just a couple of rocks. It's when you throw in four in or five endings, that helps to get the squeeze yeah. the emotion out yeah. of it. Yeah. And it's not a perfect film by any no. measure. I do not think it should win Best Picture, whatever. It c- a screenplay for sure. Yeah. Give it all the yeah. creative original screenplay awards. I mean, I'm 100% for it. But 
It was it interesting and new and different? Totally. Is it gonna sweep it? Yes, it might, because people are all about that shit, so it might win. I personally think it should go to Banshees. Or fucking tar. Just give it to that lady. I think I think in many other years it would be a, a much heavier competitor. Like Michelle Yeoh would probably win in many other years if Kate Blanchett hadn't performed as well in tar. Yeah. Um original screenplay, definitely I think that's probably the only award it should have gotten nominated for. That and Michelle Yeoh's best uh, actress. Mm-hmm. I as you might notice, I'm not as high on this movie. And I sound like such a contrarian now, I know, but I'm just like in retrospect, I'm I just haven't really been like again we got 10 nominees here yeah man and this one would be maybe the sixth if we really you don't think it would make it to the top five i don't i think it could kick out avatar there is no way avatar is more engaging than everything everywhere all at once avatar is in here i would go tar banshees all quiet avatar and yeah, maybe everything everywhere or Fablemans. If I'm thinking from the Academy's perspective, I think Fablemans is getting nominated oh, yeah. in, in a good year yeah. for many reasons, right? For the like, respect. It, it would be unusual if they don't have Spielberg, as if the Academy just snubs Spielberg out of the fucking top five. So, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they snubbed Spielberg. No, it's not going <laughs> to happen. He's going to be there. He's he's under best director too. Of course he is. He's And but like James Cameron isn't? Come on. Again, James Cameron it's kind of the Peter Jackson thing we talked about. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Everything everywhere all at once. Mm. Um I'm not as high on this movie. I don't really think it should have been nominated for best picture. Yeah. It's a good movie. I know everyone loves it. I know everyone feels warm fuzzy about it. But I agree. Um it, it just didn't do a lot for me this year compared to some other movies that like got yeah. under my skin in ways that I really enjoyed. Totally. Um, and this movie was kind of like a a goofy romp and some of the jokes were not funny, <laughs> you know, no. um, which I'm going to get to later when we talk about a certain category. <laughs> um, and the final one. Yeah. Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. I liked this movie, mostly. Yeah. I. It, the 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 best thing I can say about it at this point is it certainly evokes conversation with people. Yeah. But definitely. And uh, I wrote this down the other day when I was thinking a lot about it. This is gonna sound really mean. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Triangle of Sadness is a movie with smart themes made in a manner so that dumb people who think they're smart <laughs> can understand it and feel smart. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I've talked to so many people about this film and they all love it unequivocally <laughs> and they won't stop talking about it. And I feel the same way. Yeah. It's like an Instagram film. It's like a movie <sighs> that is made on like it's like the tiktoks of the movies where it's like you're sticking together these like punch 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 scenes and and it's like it's half hissing this shit down your throat like do you get it do you get what we're trying to tell you do you get that there's a very telling scene which i maybe was on purpose and you know what 
maybe I'm the dumb one. <laughs> maybe it's me. <laughs> maybe the call is coming from within the house. Like, that so is very likely too. But they, I know. But it's a taste thing, right? Hey, you're supposed to be like, no, John. You're so smart. And God, yeah. Oh my God. All right, go amazing. on. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. You should be in the academy. Um, so there is this very telling scene in this film. Sorry, spoiler alert. Where these three men beat a donkey to death. What the fuck? Yeah, do you remember? Oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Towards which is yeah, a yeah. little symbolic, like <sighs> beating a dead horse. Yes. Which yeah. is what this film does with its jokes and themes. Yes. I mean, it's three hours long. Yeah. And it, and not all of that three hours are good. Lots of it is yeah. really good. But it just, it started to really weigh on me Um, just how, like, obvious and in front of in front of your triangle of sadness it is all of these like things where i'm just kind of like yeah i get it i get it you You know what i was most upset about is that the movie started out fucking fantastic and i thought it was going to be it was that was the so different that was was the movie the first opening scene that tone that was the movie for me where they're just talking about the modeling industry or whatever and that started to feel a little bit like Neon Demon, like, oh, my God, am I, am I going to get yeah. this incredible experience out of this? And, of course, they break it into three scenes. And even up until the second scene, I'm with it, right? I'm there. I, I love all the throwing up incessantly in a moving ship. Great. Good vomit. You know how I feel about bile. It's the island that absolutely sinks the movie 100%. for me. 100%. I simply couldn't bear to just take it seriously anymore. It starts to it starts to just get so preachy. Uh, is not preachy. the right word. It is. Pre- it's it's, it's not like preachy. It's just it starts. It's just so like fucking. We understand. <laughs> we get it. And there's it's survival of the fittest. There's this like Dolly De Leon, who plays the toilet manager, mm-hmm. who becomes the most powerful person on the island. Yeah, it's a really wonderful performance. She's great um, she's, in it. She has good jokes. Yeah. But that whole thing thematically starts to become a little bit like, a little like to me, a it's little like, holding. it's, it's like, a little winky at the audience. Of being course. Like, <laughs> Get it? Fucking, we got him. <laughs> fucking torched the, <laughs> the rich. <laughs> fucking nailed yeah. it. You know how long that third scene, island scene, whatever should have been like? All of 10 minutes. Like, yeah. 15 20 wrap that yeah. shit up the movie the entirety the movie should have been like cut by 30 minutes and also just take the islands for as short a scene as possible yeah and send it home that's it we don't need two hours of castaway yeah to understand I, the gravity of like social dynamics and it, it's so funny because like i we're i mean we're spending so much time talking about this movie now it obviously yeah. evokes so it something. does its job it does it does something it's That's and 100%. again it's not a bad movie no. I'm, I'm really surprised it was nominated for best picture yeah and it it's just so interesting to think about even in me being like i'm not sure if i'm i'm in love with it yeah um and the other thing to get a little darker sometimes the academy you know, they love to pat themselves on the back <laughs> about how good of a job they do making <laughs> movies. It's weird for a body of people who are pretty lucky, pretty wealthy, mm-hmm. pretty well off 
being like, this movie speaks to me thematically and strongly (laughs) and I applaud it. And I'm going to go home and let my toilet manager be the boss of my island. I know. And it it can be a little bit like, so, and this was said on on another much more famous film podcast Mm -hmm. that will go unnamed, but kind of like they're abdicating responsibility for their, their responsibility or culpability for their own wealth and status by awarding a film that lampoons people just like me. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, this this year, aside from Banshees? Maybe Avatar. No, Banshees oh. is well within this. Maybe Avatar and maybe Tar. Yeah. A lot of these movies celebrate kind of the middle people of hi- of the world. Triangle of Sadness yeah. is about it's 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 not it's it's about these like wealthy empty headed people. But it's on our side, right? It's on us middle class people's side. That's what it's about. Yeah. All Quiet is about people yeah, yeah. being sent to die in a war mm-hmm. at the whims of a unjust governments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Banshees is about pretty like working class fucking people. Avatars, avatars, whatever. Elvis is about a man who came from nothing <laughs> and became a star. Yeah. Everything Everywhere All at Once is about a struggling family. Yeah. A, fa- a Chinese family, you know, they run a laundromat and then they go on this wacky adventure. Of course, Top Gun is about soldiers. Yep, and the Fablemans is about you know a middle class family of a guy growing up to obviously become one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Yeah, Women Talking is about uh, you know women being abused in a cult yep. thing mm-hmm. and in a religious sect. All of these movies have this theme of being like we applaud the little guy a little bit. From up here, like from up here, we applaud all of these people mm-hmm. for the way that they are yeah. without. And it's kind of like it's a, it to me, it's just a Hollywood thing being like, it's really good of us. It's really <laughs> good of us to recognize this. But I mean, what else are they going to make a story about? Rich people got like tar is the exception here because yep. it's money making. Uh, having all the fame, having all the pseudo intellect, all that shit. And then poking fun at that to a degree not very obviously but being like obviously Lydia Tarr titular character is flawed is sexually (laughs) abusive all that shit right so they point out all of her flaws slowly but steadily yeah and they point it out but also is it really the academy's job to well I and also I'm not I it's more of it's I don't think it's a conscious thing Mm -hmm. it's it's more of a like it's more of a way of the world kind of deal. everybody loves and an underdog story yeah yeah and i also i also don't um i don't like blame any of these filmmakers like i don't yeah. really yeah it's it's an institutional problem and that's that's my own opinion you know um no it's also like a good observation i wouldn't have thought of it that way that you know how i love finding the connected themes of yeah. yeah especially this year it's all like back to back to back just like it, 2017 was all like get out and it doesn't come yeah. up anywhere it just like it it seems like you you make all these works of art that thematically connect to these large institutional problems with society mm-hmm. and you look at them and you exhibit them and you're like wow there's lots of problems yeah anyway 
and there's nothing to be done about it there's no. just nothing and and say what you will marvel or whatever but it's like at least with those movies you know you go into quantum mania and you're just like i don't have to think about this shit what's well, escapism you know yeah. most of that shit is and and it's i don't know it's 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 kind of i don't know i don't really know what i'm trying to say about it i just find it really interesting mm. yeah i mean if it made you think about the struggles of man then i guess the movie's done its job yeah true true cool. and I, I wouldn't ask for it any other way i'm just this is yeah. interesting to think that's about that's cool yeah. yeah uh was armageddon time this year last year it was this year yeah not didn't get nothing and nothing loved it's armageddon not time so that's my outlier i feel like it should have been somewhere on the list at least for yeah. something maybe the little kid could have gotten a best supporting actor i thought uh i thought well, I've, I, I don't say this very often but i thought anne hathaway could have been nominated for best supporting actress yeah she was quite good yeah um best original screenplay definitely could have been in there james gray Oof. i love that movie i thought it was fucking such phenomenal. a good movie all right also that's, that's enough about sorry that's enough about i'll get off my i'll get off my woodcock <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we can talk about um i just want to say all the best picture nominations that i've seen i've seen with you this year we managed to yeah smash them out at the cinemas we're a couple movie going daddies look at me yeah. not watching it on my phone anymore <laughs> she got mad culture dog <laughs> um i want to go on to some baffling picks let's do it uh i've i've already given all my opinions about the best picture nominees so i don't yeah. really have to um there is a there's a significant snub in one category that i want to highlight yeah the batman uh-huh. should have been nominated for best score totally that score was unreal oh my god yeah and it's what is it now all quiet i guess i don't even know i i refuse to look at it refuse <laughs> to make eye contact i can help with you it. out banshees Tri- triangle of sadness top gun yeah <laughs> no 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 yeah. no not even hey so best original score all quiet on the western front babylon banshees everything everywhere and the fablemans yeah uh i think banshees should win although Babylon's score is pretty phenomenal yeah babylon um i'm part of the baba hive i'm a big big fan of babylon yeah yeah um okay i want to talk about a couple more picks i'm not a big fan of hit me jamie lee curtis being nominated for best supporting actress for everything everywhere all at once exactly see exactly what you just said (laughs) exactly (laughs) i um i actually think neither of the best supporting actress nominations for everything everywhere should have been nominated true i don't have a replacement but although i will get to something later that you I mean could, from that movie or generally i don't think those two should have been nominated Fair. i don't think they were that good yeah. um i think uh in best supporting actor um kiwi kwan kiwi kwan yeah mm-hmm. he he's fucking great yeah probably gonna win probably yeah. deserves to win although i'm a big barry bk fan bk man. my boy barry bk Keen. Ugh. Yeah. It's a it's a hard one because Brian Terry Henry is also in it. So I haven't seen Causeway though. So okay. yeah, but Barry Keen, he says <laughs> it's to hook things about a stick's length away, <laughs> as you know, which is my favorite line from Banshee. And then he's hooked by that length know, away it, stick. It's, uh, it's perfect. He's a, be- Best he's actor a beautiful little actor. Is what I can cannot believe. Cannot believe that. Brandon Gleason is not best actor. Your best supporting makes sense. <sighs> yeah, is it's best actor Colin Farrell then? Yeah, Colin Farrell is nominated for best actor, which okay. is deserving. Then I, they, I really they should both eat it because I'm sorry, nobody else 
you know yeah, um you're what you're referring to is what uh us in the academy call um <laughs> category fraud and there's a massive category fraud yeah in best actress and oh, in yeah. my opinion and that is michelle williams for the fablements mm-hmm. michelle williams i hate her performance in that film i don't like it very much mm-hmm. um there's a really entertaining people you know what you can take this idea it's a great idea but there's a really entertaining like super cut to be made of all of the kind of vacant stares she gives in that movie like weird <laughs> smiley vacanty <laughs> stares and oh you mean the michelle williams acting of michelle no, williams in no, every single thing no i like michelle williams a lot i do not like her performance um also oh. go on she's gonna get tarred and feathered but i don't think Ana de Armas should be in best actress for for this year tell me about that i feel like blonde is going to be one of those movies that are going to eat the just dip in that reputation um i think it came out pretty strong and for five whole minutes it will live in its limelight and then after in the next five years i don't think we're going to give a shit about blonde sorry guys it it created a hurricane certainly when it came out i actually have a different opinion about blonde Mm -hmm. now I again, as I understand the controversy around it, and I understand why people might hate it. It's a very hateable film and not very pleasant to watch. Mm. Andrew Dominic is an undeniably talented filmmaker, much like we talked about. We're going to at this by the time the listeners hear this, we we're going to talk about an X Men film. You have to talk about Brian Singer. Brian Singer was a talented filmmaker, despite what you think of you know, Blonde is a really, really impeccably made film. Mm-hmm. Um, the philosophy or lack thereof behind it is troubling. But I actually think it will be reclaimed in later years due to its technical brilliance. Mm-hmm. Like passage of time and people will forget. Yes, yes. And therefore it will get better? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, no, no, I don't think it'll get better. I think people will still r- acknowledge its prob its problems. Sure. And Blonde, the thing is too, is like Andrew Dominic, he didn't help himself with some of the attitudes he brought to the press around that film. Yeah. But that movie is undeniably well made. It was kind of a shoe in that Anna Darmus would be nominated. And I think it I think something that took a lot of people by surprise yeah. is how much how problematic quote-unquote that film was when it eventually came out because i honestly thought anna Darmus was going to get nominated before that movie came out they knew because she's marilyn monroe and it's based on a pulitzer prize winning novel did you think enough or too much about my week with marilyn when michelle williams did it no i never saw it i think that is what will happen with this film that there is some media hype for whatever reason and those reasons will soon be forgotten and therefore this movie will also be forgotten like most biopics are this will be the elvis this will be the my week with marilyn can i also point out though that we live in a time where these crazy maelstroms of controversy last for about five minutes oh such a good word maelstrom yeah yeah we're talking about that this weekend yeah (laughs) um but you know what i mean so it's like it's like we do yeah. live in this hyper real time where it's just kind of like uh you got to yell about blonde on twitter 
Yeah. And then you got to take, you have, you have like half a second <laughs> to take a breath before you turn around and yell about the other thing you're pissed off about that yeah. happened next. The thing about Blonde is that I don't defend the film, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. That's how, that's how people will feel about it. It was gay. I didn't no, hate lots it. of people hate it. Lots of people hate that movie, Oof. which I, I totally get. Oh. Um, and you know what? The thing is, though, uh, if this podcast goes on for much longer, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's but not. <laughs> no, I no, we will. But I'm just not. We're just not going to do it tomorrow. You know. Yeah. Because it's too it's too raw. But it that's a movie that's like that's a movie that I've earmarked to be a little bit like. Let's I want to see what this movie is thought of in mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's okay if it's not thought of at all. You know. Yeah. 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 So that's that's the thing is like, it's like I don't defend the movie I don't hate it I understand people who do hate it but it's an interesting uh, cultural artifact in my opinion in my weird mind where I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep track of this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and Odd Anna choice. Anna Diarmas Anna Diarmas fine I whatever I I thought I thought it was kind of a foregone conclusion she'd be nominated I don't think she'll win yeah tough year hard hard category man because yeah. i would be sad if um Kate Blanchett doesn't win for me too reason. it's a, it's also a shame like michelle yo would have won in almost any other any year. other day yeah, yeah for sure but for um, sure Kate blanchett just gives one heck of a performance if i may say so myself God as, damn. You know, i want to go watch it after as this. the young this people say good. it both grooved and jived oh shit yeah. i thought it slapped that's what yeah, right. get, get with the times all right, right. whatever what <laughs> let's talk about um i know we kind of touched on best original screenplay very briefly early on mm-hmm. but there's banshees there's everything everywhere fablemans tar and triangle i don't think there's a even a little bit of com- competition it's gotta be tar all day yeah yeah and that's why i feel like I will be shocked because I don't think Tar will get picked as original screenplay. I still think Everything Everywhere will take it. I I think I think Tar will suffer from um, likability. Not yes, a li- that's a simple yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. Not like backlash, but yeah. I think it will suffer from. Well, I honestly what? think I I honestly think a lot of the Academy is driven by emotional vibe. Yeah. And I, I do think people will be like, if it comes down to it, they'll be like, well, everything everywhere all at once just made me feel better. And yeah. Tar did not. Yeah. And that sometimes happens. And I I understand that, you know. I understand that emotion. Just, I would just be gobsmacked if Tar gets it for original screenplay, but doesn't get it for best picture or best director. That'd be a fucking robbery. I think that's what's going to happen. <sighs> I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. God and I don't think it. Todd Field will win Best Director. But he should. He deserves, like I said, he deserves to win in all major categories. They, the movie does. Mm. Yeah. It's a tight year, man. It's going to be. I, I 2022 was a great film year, in my opinion. It yeah. was really good. Well, I got to pull up my list for that later, but maybe that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. 2020 year has been dead. We don't have to talk about that <laughs> shit anymore. <laughs> We can do that another time. You know what is a fucking infuriating adapted screenplay? Top Gun. 
fuck you. Worse than that. Glass Onion. Fuck that oh, movie. Yeah. I hate you, Ryan Johnson. I don't. I don't. I thought Glass Onion 1 was fantastic. I'm all about that life. Glass Knives Onion Out movie. Mystery could suck my all life out of me. I hate it so much. I'm just passionate about hating this film. That's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah, you do about. really hate it. It's not good. I, I, I feel like Ryan Johnson hates it. He I, made it and he's like, fuck me. Why did I do this? I like that movie. You're wrong. I like Knives Out 1 more. <laughs> You know what? I edit these podcasts and I can just <laughs> mute you. I'm gonna. Uh, sorry, I have to finish the rest of the podcast with ChatGPT as I my understand. co-host. That's fair. Um, so I, but I think like a lot of people, you watched it and you were like, "That was good." Yeah. And then you get up, get a drink of water, and you're like, "Why is this a thing in that film?" And you think about it, and, and then you're like, "Wait, <laughs> what?" Like. Yeah what do you what yeah. i don't get it i don't know yeah. that one of the things that lots lots of people have brought up is like why the fuck are these people still hanging out together no that's it's every friends. five minutes of the movie is like why 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 no that's why it's i find it so weird especially that it's like yeah a left-leaning politician is hanging out with a men's rights activist <sighs> um yeah i i listen <laughs> yeah yes dear one Listen yeah. to me, okay? <laughs> For once in your life, just listen. Yeah, sweet one. I understand. I understand your vibe on yeah. it. I do. You don't understand how frustrated, how much it takes for me to hate a film. Because I am mostly full of love. What do you mean not much? You hate a lot of films. That's true. You're, I don't know, if, like, I yeah. sound like more of a contrarian on this pod when we've talked. Mm-hmm. But you are <laughs> quicker to, hater. like, dismiss films than I am. Yeah. Like, I, I have to, like, think about them for a long time. Yeah. If it doesn't catch me immediately. Ugh. It's really annoying. It's called being <laughs> judgmental. Okay? Try it. It's called being a piece of shit and works great for me. No. You're a little all or nothing sometimes. Only with some things. Because the some expectation's things. already yeah. set. It's especially annoying when um, it's about things that I like and that you're wrong about. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Glass onion. It is what it is. I don't know. Why is it? And that. Okay. All right. We're. We it's a. Just, it's a weak year of of original screen. It could just not be. Or there. adapted rather. Just there's year. there's Top Gun, Women Talking, Living, which I haven't seen, and All Quiet on the Western Front. This list is perfectly fine year. without Glass Onion on it. Top Gun. I am not wrong about this. Top, you're not wrong, but Top Gun is also a pretty bad choice. Yeah, I love Christopher McQuarrie, but Just like, come goofy on. List. Also, like adapted screenplay for a movie that's based on a previous movie. So is Knives Out. Right. Yeah. So, why is like Avatar not on here then? That could also qualify. Y- yeah, by it, those it could levels. qualify. It just wasn't chosen. I, I, I'm surprised that it wasn't chosen. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, James Cameron uh, is. I mean, lots of people. But James Cameron also gets like stick for being like cliched and stuff. But it's also like I don't see why Top Gun is any better than. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like James Cameron. Just as much. It kind of. So the thing, the thing about like James Cameron and people being like, oh, his writing is cliched and stuff. It's kind of like, so is it cliched because he uses like tropes that he fucking created, (laughs) like as (laughs) one of the most influential filmmakers of all time? The dude. I know, I mean, another spoiler, you haven't seen Aliens, but the dude, like, basically changed the way things were written mm-hmm. with Aliens, right? Mm. Like, he is, he's, I mean, 
He's the LeBron James of fucking... Of aliens. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Love James Cameron. Love you, JC. You <laughs> cannot come to dinner. He's the original JC. <laughs> you can't hearts. come to dinner. You would fight Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Physically I'm just him. picturing Daniel Day-Lewis being like yeah. really like aggressive to people. <laughs> I don't think he would talk at all. He would just sit there judging and be like... I think he would like oh, take yeah. stuff off people's plate and not even ask. Uh, that's cute. <laughs> Is that libelous? My grandpa used to do it. I'll allow it. <laughs> No, I bet he would be super nice. <laughs> yeah, he'd yeah. be a sweetie. He'd be like, I made these shoes myself. <laughs> um, Put them on your head. Okay, so those are those are the baffling picks. Let's go on to the spot-on picks here. Yeah. As I said, Todd Field and Tar, just everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have one for Best International. Go. I think you know what I'm about to say. All quiet. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's what it's going to probably win in everything else. I hope so. I, d- I think well. it should whatever technical awards, which I haven't, I haven't perused very much, but like it's it's got a fair chance in lots of technical awards. Um, I think, as I will say, uh, as much as I I said stuff earlier about Triangle of Sadness, I think Ruben Oslin being direct, nominated for best director is a pretty good pick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just think it shouldn't have been nominated for best picture. But best director and best screenplay, I kind of understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to do top fives and wrap this this bad boy up? Let's Get do off it. of Woodcocks and Let's do these top fives. <laughs> I am ready. Okay. In terms of reputation change, I think Triangle of Sadness will be continue to be an enormous hit among the youths. The Gen Zs, the Gen X, the all the youngins over the next 10 years. It's going to be one of those movies that's cut and pasted into all the TikToks in 10 second whatever. When it comes out on whatever rates. streaming service it, yeah. it's on or whatever. That's so funny because I had that as the opposite. Yeah. I thought it would kind of be just washed away. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think still? Do you think because... Well, we I think like in the next six months we're going to solve capitalism and it'll be okay. Oh, that's yeah. good then. Yeah. We'll solve it by killing the earth with our presence. Because <laughs> yeah. we're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, the, I total opposite. I was like, I, I think it will kind of be washed away by time. I, I think the young people will bring it back again is what I'm bringing. I think it'll be interesting because um, in our pre-sleep uh, TikTok sessions that we have every night, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it'll be weird that in like a year, a year and a half, we'll be watching a TikTok from an 18-year-old being like, has anyone ever seen this film? And then be and then <laughs> being like, yeah, it was nominated for a bunch of Academy I don't know awards. if you've heard of this movie yeah. called Triangle of Sadness. They'll do that thing where they point up and it's like the... Pi- it's yeah. over their head, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my number... So I had that on my list, but I had it for going to go way down reputation. Cool, cool. My other way down, said it before, I'll say it again, Fablemans. Yeah, yeah. I think, again, bottom third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to drop precipitously. My down, and we talked about it as well, is Blonde. I think it'll go down again, and I know you feel the opposite about I, this one. I don't. Well. I don't have an up or down about that. I. I just have it. I'm tracking the progress of it. It'll be a. Yeah. Or I can I can I say one more thing about it? Yeah. So, I uh, there's I think there's a certain subset of people who are real cinephiles. And maybe they're like young. They go to film school. They whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it will be reclaimed in a way that it's like. Yeah, we get that the politics and the philosophy aren't great, but just look at this movie. You know, totally. there's lots to love about this film. 
in a technical sense. That's what I think is going to happen mm. with it. But we're going to find out because we're going to talk about it eventually. Not soon. I shouldn't say soon because it's not going to happen. But it's on the list. I have one that I, I'm willing to be surprised by. I think everyone, everything, everyone at once will go down in reputation over the next five years. And I will be surprised to find that it went up and did great. I think that there will be, um, after the Academy Awards, after all the kind of hype and talk about it has died yeah. down, I think it's not on my list. So I'm commenting on your list. Mm-hmm. I think there will be lots of contrarian people like me being like, and hey, I hate them too. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people like me a lot. <laughs> oh. But there will be people being like, well, it wasn't that good. and You know, shit like that. Right. I, I do think that post type it'll melt yeah, down yeah, yeah. for sure. And and there will be people who are like, Well, I'm a true cinephile and so I think this about it and people will be like, No one fucking cares, Dan. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. And he'll be <laughs> like, you, Well, Dan. you know what? You should watch my TikTok Shut about the it. Fuck up, Dan. Yeah, fuck you, Dan. You know what I think will keep going up, up and up? Is because everybody fucking loves Ireland. Banshees yeah. is just going to be an evergreen film, just like in Bruges was. And yeah, I think they're just a power couple and they should continue to work together. Yeah, I can't I yeah. can't fault you there. It's not on my list, but I can't fault you. I think um I think Tar, as I said, Tar will be considered the first great film of this decade. Definitely. I, it's it's a little hard because we the we started the decade with a uh, big viral bang. And yeah. so this is kind of the first year where you're, where it feels like deliberate yeah, cinema film stuff. And I, I think that this totally. w- it's the first film that will be on people's top 10 of the decade. Hell yeah. And it's very impactful. Um, uh, I, I got another way up. Go on. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, Top Gun. Top Gun will yeah. be considered kind of a classic. Yeah. yeah. yeah Much yeah. like the original Top Gun. Much like all the nostalgic movies always yep. are. Like, yeah. they keep on keeping on. Yeah. And that Joseph Kaczynski, like the director, he's very talented. There's no doubt about that. That old Joe over there. Old JK. Go on. You got any more? I got one more. Go on. Um, I hate to say it. <laughs> uh, all Quiet will just kind of be forgotten. Do you think? Yeah. I think All Quiet will be always on one of those lists that 1917 is on. Or I, it'll come up when every time someone talks about Saving Private Ryan, for example, in a modern context. I think something that's special about All Quiet is that war movies have gone very much... They never kind of go out of fashion. Yeah. But they, they've stopped being as in fashion True. as they used to be. Yep. In like the 90s and, two th- and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And it's special to see a film that's a war movie that has a lot of public appeal. Also, may we note, it's distributed by Netflix. So lots of more yeah. people have a chance to see it than lots of other war films. But like, who knows, maybe Netflix will crash and burn and then everything will be well again with oh, the world. they're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't watch it. (laughs) 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 But if I want to watch Blonde later, (laughs) that's where I got to (laughs) go. Sick. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's my my five. That's our fives. Yeah. You got any more? No. I think I just have big dreams for um, the Banshees. And I absolutely adore that film. And I I hope it gets 
one or more awards. The funny thing is, like, we're coming up on like the two-hour mark of this podcast, and Damn. when the Academy Awards actually happens, um, It'll still I'm be. gonna kind of just like shrug and be like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah we can come back and edit the description and be like p.s we were right about certain of the things very well, much i i'm not here to make predictions like really strong predictions i, I really don't care that much i don't know yeah it's um, all right i think when you're talking about mediocrity the academy awards really is Yo. like the top of that but like watch this pie in my eye when glass onion wins best adapted screenplay uh Happy Academy, everybody. Happy Academy, y'all. Academy, call me. We can talk. We can work something out. I can tell Dog? you to nominate. <laughs> wing, wing. <laughs> so we got to take this offline. Thanks for listening. Bye. I love all of you except for Dan. Fuck you, Dan. Dan? Fucking bullshit. Bitch. You don't know anything. Bye.